1: offering perspectives of hope through Jesus Christ. How does a boy who left the church in his adolescent years to run in the streets of inner city Dorchester in a quest to find his identity, risk safety and sanity in youthful pursuit only to find that God kept him? This is the story of Caleb McCoy. A man whom God brought back into the church, where he embraced the gospel as an adult. As in Ephesians 1.7, Caleb experienced redemption through the blood of Jesus. We pause here at the beginning of our show, as we typically do, to remind you, dear friend, the reason we have the Good Life program is simple. It's to lead you closer and closer to Jesus, for you to know that there's always hope in Christ no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter how tough things might seem to be, there is always hope in Jesus. Why, you say, Danny, why? Because Jesus loves you so much, he died on the cross for your sins. He shed his blood on that cross to wash your sins away. He was buried, yes, but three days later, he rose again from the grave. And the living Christ, who touched the heart and life of Caleb McCoy, reaches out to you. And it's our prayer that you, dear friend, would turn to Jesus if you have never done so, and that you would open your heart to Christ and receive Him as your Savior and Lord. Turn from your way to God's way. That's called repentance. And my friend, if you already know the Lord, well, we believe that you will be encouraged today. Caleb McCoy is a Bostonian rapper, musician, and producer who has branded his style as oak music. The oak, or the one-of-a-kind, is the commitment to a message that is deep-rooted, unique, and prolific. This is expressed in Caleb's music and his mission. He graduated from Eastern Nazarene College in business management. He expresses as the market manager at Emmanuel Gospel Center, where he promotes restorative work happening in the greater Boston area. Caleb, welcome. Welcome to our show.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here.
1: Well, I mentioned Dorchester, but tell us more specifics about where you grew up.
2: Uh, Yeah, so I grew up in uh, the Common Square area of Dorchester, uh, beautifully diverse, uh, alive place, um, and um, you know, geographically, it was, it was probably lower economic geographically, um, and uh, did grow up in a loving, beautiful home, um, but I think like many, like many young men, uh, especially young men in the inner city, we, we you know, we, it was a quest for identity, and um, it was easy to uh, kind of find mischief and uh, seek identity in the wrong things. So have a lot of love for my neighborhood, a lot of love for the beauty and diversity uh, there was also some challenges.
1: Speaking of challenges, well, before we go there, who would you say influenced you most in your growing up years?
2: That's a tough one, you know. I think at the time, at, so if I you asked me that 20 years ago, it might have been hip-hop music. Um, as I grew older, I realized how important it was, my mother, father, and uh, mentors that put seeds in me that might not have sprouted in the, my, my teenage years and my early 20s. But I would say hip hop was a huge influence. There was many rappers and personalities that I really looked to uh, for, for guidance and to make sense of the world I was in.
1: Your spiritual journey, your faith. Tell us more about that journey and how you came to Christ.
2: Yeah, so I grew up in the church. I grew up uh, with two worship leading parents uh, pastoral parents um, a loving home uh, grew up going to uh, a church in Dorchester that was very socially active and spiritually active. Um, no church is perfect, but it was it was uh, it was right in the middle of the city and there was in the midst of some violence happening in the neighborhood the church and the community was very active in trying to speak and act life out into the church. So I did have a good example of what a what an active church looked like. Um, played on the worship team, played the drums, but the gospel and the kingdom of God never really took root. Uh, And I don't want to blame anybody but myself and my own kind of struggles. Um, And so, you know, as soon as I came of age, 15, 16, I was, I left, didn't want to go to church anymore and really didn't see God as relevant to my situation and my demographic. And uh, so I think there was a period where I think I still had the knowledge and the kind of vague awareness of God, but wasn't really fo- following in any practicality. And
1: why, why would you say at that season of life, you didn't feel God was relevant?
2: You know, I think it's, I think there's several challenges. I think, um, you know, we know God works in the spiritual and the practical, and I think I was, I, I had... Box got into just spiritual and mystical and kind of magical and not really attuned to the problems or the issues or the desires that I was facing as a, as a, as a man growing up in Dorchester trying to find himself. And so uh, I just didn't see how it related to the, the struggles I was having, the addictions I was developing, the girls that I liked, the, the just the everyday things that teenagers deal with and, and the dangers that I was facing. I couldn't really reconcile how God and his kingdom related to that.
1: At what point did you begin to experience a change on the inside leading you back?
2: Yeah, I think uh, it was interesting because I, I, I would love to say something noble, like I got brought back by a by a magic, like a by a prompting in my spirit. But it was really just to sit in as the guest drummer <laughs> to to get paid at this church. And and, uh, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Right. And so. Sunday after Sunday, I was there to play on the worship team at, at this church, another church in Dorchester. Um, shout out to Rockland Clark, Pastor Rockland Clark. And I, w- I was there th- at first just to kind of like play the drums and get a check. But, but the way he, the way I just heard and, and saw exemplified the kingdom, uh, not just, not just the, the, the conversion, but how the kingdom operates and how we can all find ourselves in that kingdom um I really felt that was powerful and 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 also seeing people that have been through what I've been through or people that were really invested in 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 the community uh show what that really looked like and so it was it was it wasn't as evangelistic as in like because I already knew the gospel but it was really seeing that done and seeing it uh spoken about in a way that actualized it in my life
1: you talk about activism you talk about an active church you talk about the kingdom you talk about how you knew the gospel, but the kingdom community moved around you and it moved within you. You're gifted. God gifted you you musically. God gifted you with the ability to play the drums. And hey, however God worked, Mm -hmm. he moved. I want us to listen to this and then we'll talk about it when we come back.
2: Peace. I heard a rapper say that I don't want no problems. I actually think they're right, cause I don't like the drama. Some will call it an oasis of St. Nirvana. Either way, my soul is heavy and I'm trying to find it. Yeah. 'Cause nobody want to be civil, but it seems like civil war can happen any minute. People in desperation when they get pushed to the limit. Jesus said he bring peace, but the peace he talking is different. Because yeah. we all looking for peace and quiet. But some of us confuse peace with quiet. Just because things are quiet doesn't mean no conflict. Things may have to get louder if we're being honest and that's where many are afraid to go real pieces where the truth can come and make a home in order to do right you gotta face the wrong so instead of saying peace i'ma say shalom yeah shalom is probably better shalom is everything working exactly how god intended is pointing out all the evil and bleeding was been oppressive recovering what was lost and then bringing it to potential yeah God created this life to flourish. So if you gon' fight, make sure you fight with purpose. You gon' find what you need if your life is searching. But best believe you gon' have to learn to fly with turbulence. See, Jesus said he would bring shalom, taking everything that's broken and make it whole. That's spiritual, physical, and relational. What a beauty to behold, we are fully known, yeah so go and be a peacemaker but it'll cost us something this isn't cheap labor starting petty arguments nah I'll see you later ain't no time for that we got to prepare to meet the maker Yeah. until then I'm praying for peace it's my prayer for the church and the same for the streets not too long ago I was living dangerously but my God specializes in taming the beasts so close your eyes and view the blessing of when this broken world gets glued to heaven no more studying War. There's a new obsession and every useless weapon gets used for mending. Yeah. But yet instill still the blade is sharp. Never mind what you may have thought. This ain't for the faint of heart. So break apart from the pain and start chasing the greater cause. The grace of God is a type of we all been praying for I say peace, but shalom is probably better. Shalom is everything working. Exactly how God intended. is pointing out all the evil and bleeding. What's been oppressive. Recovering what was lost and then bringing it to potential. I say peace, but shalom is probably better. Shalom is everything working. Exactly how God intended. And pointing out all the evil and bleeding. What's been oppressive. One Caleb day, McCoy. And the lamb going lie down together. Amen.
1: A painting of peace. Mm-hmm. Shalom is probably better. What is the cost, Caleb? What is the cost of peacemaking? Hmm.
2: I think there's a, there's a few costs. I think ultimately we die to an individualistic uh, mindset of peace, right? We die to just, I want peace and my own desires met, but I, I want true peace for, for God's vision of peace. Uh, I also want, if my brother or sister is not experiencing peace, I want to help bring peace in their lives. Uh, so it's a collective and a community peace rather than just an individualistic peace, which costs us.
1: Let's go deeper. What, what is the challenge of, of the community? Why, why, why is there a distinction between my peace and my community peace, and why is it more costly? Why is it more taxing for the community rather than just myself?
2: I mean, I I think we, we're all prone to be inward focused. Um, I think that's part of what the flesh does, right? It turns us inward. And I think when, but but God sees the big picture. And I think that's, it's when we see, when we start to be attuned to God's big picture, it costs us relationally, it costs us money, it costs us, comfortability and i think that's the vision of peace that god is calling us to
1: you talk about peace and quiet
2: yeah (laughs) and about louder yeah yeah yeah
1: why do we need to get louder sometimes
2: yeah I think, uh, you know, that when I talk about this song, I say sometimes we have like Shalom's often translated peace and it's kind of, we, we kind of put our Western spin on it, our Western interpretation to think of just inactivity or to think of just calmness, which I think is one aspect of peace, which is cool. We all need to rest. But, you know, I think when there are injustice, when there's injustice, when there's evil, when there's inequity, um, peace is also when that's confronted by goodness, and freedom, and liberation, and so I think when those two things clash, there can be noise, and there can be disruption. But it's okay, uh, as long as we're doing it with that heart of peacemaking. But it doesn't always feel and look like peacemaking.
1: Would you even go beyond okay and say that it's necessary?
2: Necessary. You're right. Right. Yes, it's needed. Needed. Yeah.
1: You're listening to Caleb McCoy. You can find out more about him and the ministry of Emmanuel Gospel Center at egc.org. When we come back from our break, we'll talk more and we'll listen to more. When you hear him express, you get to feel his heart. And in feeling his heart, you get to touch a glimpse, as it were, of the, the heart and love of God who touched him, who transformed him and through him now transforms the lives of others in Jesus' name. Caleb McCoy, EGC.org. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life They must leave beneath the sky. James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. Mae Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live join our partnership team that's dr danny live thank you
0: you're listening to the good life with dr danny a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Born
1: and raised in Boston, Massachusetts, Caleb McCoy started his musical journey as a child, playing the drums with his family at church on the worship team. His artistry today pays homage to the Christian faith. You're listening to the Good Life radio program you can find out more about Caleb at egc.org. Again, that's egc.org. If you're tuning in right now, maybe caught the tail end of the last segment, you say, wow, I, I heard I heard a part of that. I, I want to hear more. I want to hear all. Go to drdanny.live. It's a podcast for you to share with family and friends. Caleb, when did God lead you to Emmanuel Gospel Center?
2: Yeah, so... Uh at Emmanuel Gospel Center for about six years, and before that, I was working in government contracting. Uh, it was a tough, tough industry, uh, communications contracts for the government. I feel like God really provided in getting me that job. I was right out of college, I was pretty underqualified and underexperienced. It kind of and, and and ended up working for a pretty pretty heavy duty communications firm, um, and ultimately got let go because I couldn't bring in the millions of dollars of government contracts. But I actually felt right before I was was fired or laid off, whatever you want to call it, I I felt God pulling me away. Like this is not what I'm what I'm really passionate about. Um, I'm passionate about the community. I'm passionate about uh, how God's kingdom is is realized in places like dorchester and inner city boston i'm really passionate about that and so I, I i started searching and pastor Rockland clark actually i was no longer at that church but i saw it through a um, through a email like a mass email that emmanuel gospel center was hiring i looked up their mission and their vision and i said oh they're they're invested in boston they're invested in the work in boston i'd love to be a part of that
1: what did you learn we talk about redemption mm-hmm in spite of how things transitioned from the government role that you played, what lessons did God teach you? One or two?
2: Yeah, I think uh, there was an, a level of ownership in adulthood that I really learned, you know, coming right out of college or transitioning from college, early 20s. There's kind of like you're not you're 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 not you're you're an adult on paper, but you're not quite. There. You haven't really owned your life yet, or at least I hadn't. I'll speak for myself. Um, and I think being you know gr- graduating to the corporate world where it's like if there's no like if you don't get it done, it's not going to get done, and and you're going to be on the hook for that, and and you'll be responsible and accountable for that. And so I think there was a level of ownership granted to me that I learned. And then just um, areas of communication and and collaboration that I learned through through working there.
1: So the Lord brought you through uh, Pastor Rockland Clark, brought you to Emmanuel Gospel Center. You applied. What was the process like? How did the Lord confirm and affirm you and say this is your next
2: step? Yeah. Well, I, 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 I know I have, my parents are pretty well known in the Boston community, so I think the, the, my, my full name is Mooney McCoy, um, and so that is, um, that's the, uh, the hyphen, but I, I shortened it to McCoy, but, um, but, you know, when they saw that name, they probably knew that I was pretty seasoned in Boston, um, uh, but, you know, I think, ultimately, uh, we really had similar visions about the community, about uh, our investment in Boston, about our heart for collaboration, uh, and just communicating messages of restoration and and uh, collaboration. I think that's what Emmanuel Gospel Center is about.
1: How do you express, as the marketing manager, at Emmanuel Gospel Center?
2: Yeah, so Emmanuel Gospel Center are like kind of like the the, the one liner of what we do is strengthening Christian leaders to serve urban communities. Um, we do a lot, a lot, we do more than that, but I think a lot of that's the the center of what we do. And we express that through several different ways. Uh, but we really want to teach, train, empower leaders and churches, uh, to be agents of change and restoration and reconciliation and collaboration within their contexts. And so that's what Emmanuel Gospel Center is about. And there's just a lot of different ways and areas in which we, uh, express that. We do that in the education system. We do that through uh, uh, talking about race relations. We do that in welcoming uh, uh, or, or empowering uh, refugee and immigrant-led uh, businesses and initiatives. Um, we do that through empowering the, the, the legacy of the black church. So we just do that in different ways um, in Boston, and so sometimes the church could be siloed, right? Different churches could be siloed, ministries could be siloed, and we want to help bridge the. I want to help bridge those gaps, communicate this this really great work that's going on, and help ch- more churches, more ministries, more Christians collaborate with one another.
1: Collaboration requires integration, requires synthesis, but it requires a heart mm-hmm. that wants to to link and to blend. Describe some of the ministries, yeah, uh, a little bit further, in relation to the idea of newness,
2: mm, yeah,
1: freshness,
2: yeah, yeah, timeliness, yeah. Well, I th- you know I think I, I I say this often. I say like you know God uh, doesn't change, but we have to continue to change and and evolve to keep up with what He's doing. You know. And so um, a lot of our ministries are based on what we see the the needs might be in the community and and the desires might be in the community. So we have the Boston Education Collaborative that uh, is trying to better love and serve students and folks that work with students, families, teachers, after school programs. And of course those needs changed drastically during COVID. And so we had to be agile and keep up with that. Um, We have uh, the uh, Intercultural Ministries, which has really built practices on uh, strengthening and empowering immigrant and refugee-led organizations that know their own communities um, but may not have the bandwidth or capacity to keep up with the growing need. Uh, especially with the influx of the Afghan uh, refugees in the last few years. And so we want to get behind those organizations. Um, We have uh, a a black church program, which is really trying to help black pastors collaborate to better serve the communities that they're in uh, through COVID. And now I don't want to say post-COVID. It's not exactly post-COVID, but just through this this time period.
1: You're listening to Caleb McCoy. Caleb is a Bostonian rapper, musician, and producer. He also expresses as the marketing manager at Emmanuel Gospel Center. He talks about the necessity of change, and within each change, there is a potential of the start of a new beginning, something new. Let's listen, and we'll be back in a few moments
2: saying that I came across in my research that said living things learn to adjust to their changing environment or they die Die, die, die. and I I think that's an apt description of where we're all at, we're trying to learn and adapt and to adjust to this changing disruption (laughs) and uh... God is the same yesterday today and forever but we still gotta change we need something no. Uh. Drop it. Look, they asking why so many people lead the faith. This world is moving fast and we can't keep the pace. While Christians argue politics and meet in space. All the people wanna know is who gonna free the slaves. My homie caught a charge and then he beat the case. See, that's how I be feeling with my Jesus names. See, God is on the move and he gonna lead the way. But Something need to change. Listen up. Uh-huh. We need to hear the voice of the forgotten The demons of the past should be acknowledged And see some of the fruit has gotten rotten I can hear the people calling and they wanting something new Say something new Cause what I saw, it just won't do See we were small, but then we grew So we gon' have to give the people something new Yeah Hey, hey, let's go. What it, is, what it is, say what it do. What it do. I'm, stepping I'm stepping out. We on the move. Okay, I'm in the kitchen yeah, and I got the, I got the stool Don't water it down. Don't. No, no, they want the food. Pandemic hit. Pandemic hit. That, hit. That, wasn't cool. that wasn't cool. You had Corona. I had it too. Had it too. <laughs> so praise God. Praise we made it. My prayers I got a clue. We might just have to take it to places they never knew. We might just have to go to stir the pot and let it brew. Go love your neighbor, get out your pew. Because they want something new. Say something new.
1: Integrating something new as a rapper, musician, as a producer. How do you pull that all together with a, a timeless message with a need for relevance?
2: Mm, yeah, you know, I, I, I think when you look at scripture, you think, right, the, the gospel didn't change, but it, it was intentional with the context where it was. And so I think that's a huge opportunity for the beautiful, diverse church that, you know, I find myself in certain contexts. And I think hip hop is a really great tool to, one, express myself and who I am, but also invite others into that. Um, And so I think, you know, authenticity, I feel like will never go out of style. (laughs) You know, if you're really yourself and I show how God is shaping me and changing me and refining me and challenging me, people different backgrounds and different walks of life resonate with that and I don't have to chase irrelevance I just got to continue to try to express that in the most authentic way possible
1: there's a freedom there mm-hmm. that you don't have to chase it a freedom in knowing that in Christ you're enough and who you are who he's made you. even in the process mm-hmm. of continuously being transformed you know. into the the image or the likeness of Christ, and you do it through whom God has made you. This is a message that we need to share, a message that we need to hear. How have people responded to your your expressions?
2: Yeah, I think I would say, generally it's been positive, it's been great. I've performed anywhere from churches to clubs and bars and colleges. And I, I, most of the time, I get really great responses. I, I've been met with tears and testimonies, and uh, and and just stories about how the music and the messages have impacted them. Uh, folks that would identify as Christians, and folks that would not, and I think uh, that that's a, that's something I want to continue to do. I might not even always see the immediate fruit of what's happening, but I've been met with. A lot of great positivity. There's been a little pushback here and there, um, but that's expected when you're when I have a message that's radical. When I'm speaking from a place of, uh, uh, you know, where God has brought me and proclaiming who who God is and who God's made me to be. And also, uh, you know, some people think hip hop isn't isn't maybe the right tool, and maybe some of the messages, some of the activism, uh, uh, social activism in in hip hop is is can be uh, intimidating, but. I believe that this is what god has called me to be
1: you talked about stirring it up
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you're stirring it
2: up yeah, yeah and
1: you need to be where god has you and you not only your words but your person your courage mm-hmm. to speak to get the message out in a way that's so creative and in a way that's eloquent mm-hmm. there's a compelling nature to that and i sense god's anointing amen powerful anointing caleb mccoy from uh, Emmanuel Gospel Center. You can find out more about him and about the ministry, the diverse and dexterous ministry of Emmanuel Gospel Center, egc.org. Again, egc.org. When we come back, more from Caleb McCoy. When you're with a person like him, creative, a question raises to the top, rises to the top. How does he do what he does? Where does the inspiration come, and when he receives that, what does he do to take the next steps? He's brutally honest about his experiences leaving the church during his adolescent years, but the Lord kept him and brought him back. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life, they must leave beneath the bed.
2: Jeremiah 33.3 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a program that was born out of prayer. The Spirit of Christ guides us through prayer, empowers us through prayer, and provides for us through prayer. There are mighty things that the Lord is doing in the Northeast, across the United States, and around the world. Would you like to be a part of God's work through The Good Life with Dr. Danny? Visit drdanny.live Dr. Danny invites you to join his prayer team. Each month, you will receive a letter updating you on some of the behind the scenes developments, prayer requests, along with a devotional that Dr. Danny writes to encourage you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Join the prayer team today and make an eternal difference in people's lives. Visit drdanny.live, that's drdanny.live.
0: You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Caleb
1: McCoy risked his safety and his sanity during his youthful pursuits, but God kept him and eventually brought him back into the church where he embraced the gospel as an adult. He joins us today. You can find out more about him his ministry at Emmanuel Gospel Center, egc.org. And this program, this podcast, available for you at live. When the Lord inspires you, what happens on the inside?
2: Um, you know, it depends. I think most of the time it feels like he's dropping gifts off into my brain, into my spirit. Um, it, it, You know, I th- I do work hard in my craft, but a lot of it feels like it's a gift it's it's just him handing me inspiration and and wisdom um that i didn't earn and so i can only be grateful for that so it, it literally feels like sometimes i'm not even thinking about music and it feels like he'll hand me a gift of inspiration
1: what is the beating passion of your heart
2: you know i i want uh, I want people, especially people like me and artists like me, uh, especially those that come from my background, uh, from, from neighborhoods like mine, to really see themselves, be able to see themselves in the kingdom and see that they can fully express who God is creating, because it's a process, them to be. And I really hope that my music, my message, my ministry does that.
1: You talk about authenticity. Let's listen to another expression from you. And let's come back and talk about the authentic and what this means. Yeah.
2: I don't need no prolonged speech on how you rocking with me. Just be honest with yourself and then be honest with me. More important, be secure in your own identity. This world's conniving, I need people to survive it with me. The chemistry we feel got nice appeal, but it's not enough. See, I need you to show your cards when I go call your bluff. I need to know your realist thoughts before we start this up. Because it's easier to fall in love than it is to offer trust. And it ain't just relationships, that's why it's sad to see. So many people out here living false realities. See, it's a tragedy when the truth becomes a casualty. And all my people that agree, I'm trying to set the captives free. I'm getting better at trying to figure what I believe. If you said you ain't never lied, then you just lied to me. I got enough distractions that's trying to be blind to me. I need to know that you gon' ride for me. So do, do you, you
0: keep your word? Do you keep your oath? Let your yes be yes and your no know, be no. I said, do you keep your word? Do
1: you keep your word? The truth and love, so I don't sugarcoat. And when I'm far away, honesty will be my home. I said, Do you keep your word? Yeah. Do you keep your word? Yeah. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. I hear you talking, but don't lie to me. I
0: said, Do you keep your word?
2: Yeah misinformation spreading like a deadly virus coursing through the media and then infect your bias but we drive the truth straight to them just like the medic sirens if they don't want to receive the help then just forget about it yeah. it's more than just speaking your mind keeping your word ain't just what you say but it's why cause every time i call you out well then all you do is deny and if you hide in your true motives well that's just as bad as lying uh, Yeah. See, half-truths got you mincing words, can't get your story straight, that's why you getting curved, but just imagine if you would speak last and listen first, instead of bridges burn, it's live and learn, yeah. uh. so listen, let me put you on, keeping your word includes admitting when you wrong, it's going back to speak the truth when you realize your truth was false, it's doubling back on your timeline to apologize and delete that post, yeah, uh, Take it in stride and we can see it through. Reshape the fabric of trust, is that something we could do? To be honest, even when honesty don't agree with you. Even then, will you still keep it true? Tell me. Do
1: you keep your word? Do you keep your oath? Let your yes be yes. And you know me no. I said, do you
0: keep your word? Do you keep your word? I speak the truth in love. Caleb McCoy.
1: Who who is this voice that's singing with you?
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good friend of mine, a homie, uh, Mariah Annay, talented uh, worship leader, singer, songwriter that I work with often.
1: How how is someone to reshape the fabric of trust once it is frayed?
2: Mm, Good question. (laughs) You know, I think uh, there's that on an individual level, right? I think we need to really evaluate the way we enter into relationships, because you can say something that's technically truthful with dishonest motives. And so I think we need to evaluate our motives and our heart in, in our communication with people and our, in our love for people. And then I think on a more macro level, just society, right? We live in a social media society where there's sound bites and there's clips and articles. And, you know, I think just getting back to the root of what am I trying to do in this communication, in this interaction? Am I trying to show compassion, grace, love, kindness? Um, If that's the case, then that's going to inform what I say, how I say it, who I say it to, when I say it. And I think that's how we begin to reshape the fabric of trust with one another on an individual but also a corporate level.
1: Let's circle back because you said from time to time your message, your music gets pushed back.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: How does the fabric of trust or the foundation of trust Build a confidence in you to be able to address pushback.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I think going back to what I said is i I want to continue to have God check my motives. And so I'm not even gonna say I, 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 I'm growing, right? So something I could have said five years ago could have been theologically off or 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 uh, maybe not the way I wanted to express something. But if I continue to grow in, in authenticity, if I continue to grow in grace and humility, then I feel like there's grace for that. And so even when somebody disagrees, somebody could disagree with something I say about race or politics or theology, I'm trying to learn and grow and speak life and love and healing. And if I come with that posture and I'm met with pushback, I just want to make sure I'm okay with God and I'm okay with the people that know me the best. And I think that breeds that confidence.
1: There's another kind of freedom there. I see it in your eyes even as you speak. What are you most hopeful for, Caleb, as you look ahead?
2: I am hopeful uh, for the opportunities that we have with music and creativity. I think we're in a culture now that because of social media and and, uh, streaming and online platforms, that creativity can be shared at an unimaginable kind of like expansion. And so I'm hopeful that... uh, that the voices, especially forgotten voices, voices that may have been undervalued, underinvested in, get put to the forefront and talk about both the ills and the laments and the brokenness of society, but also the hopes and the joys. Um, and so I'm hopeful that I get to be a small part of that. Uh, and the people that I work with and collaborate with uh, get to be a small part of that, and I'm hopeful that folks get invited into that story.
1: You're inviting people right now, mm-hmm. You're inviting people by your life your words your music you're wearing a shirt i'm reading it called the the oak
2: yes yes uh,
1: welcome to the oak what is <clears throat> the oak
2: yeah yeah so the oak is i guess the cover or maybe you'd call it brand that i do music under when i first when i i i did hip-hop for a while and i rapped about i rapped about what i guess would be reality But it wasn't it was glorifying things that I don't think I was proud of. And so eventually I said, God, you know what I want? I I have a gift, but I want to do something that would make you proud, make my mother proud, my father proud, uh, but also something that's real and authentic. I don't want to gloss over the pain and brokenness and ills that I see and and stuff that I've experienced. And and just kind of the idea of one of a kind or uniqueness came to mind, something that's for me, um, but also the imagery of a tree. Right. And trees' roots go deep, but they're also interconnected. And so our stories are interconnected. We laugh with one another. We cry. We we celebrate with one another. So that interconnectedness. And I think it's done by kind of like that threefold of being deep-rooted. I want what I say to match up with who I am, whether good, bad, or indifferent. I want it to be unique. I don't want to have to copy the next person, which is difficult. I think there's some... some, um, always some recycling that goes on in music that um, pays homage to different types of music and artists but ultimately I want this to be me me, and and my music and my message Um, and then prolific I want to produce good things I want to bear good fruit and so that's what the oak is about
1: would you say that the uniqueness relates also to the uniqueness of God's workmanship in each person
2: exactly exactly
1: and still Caleb McCoy there is a a holding hands, figuratively speaking, or linking arms,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a blending together, a oneness mm-hmm. that you speak of.
2: Exactly. And that's that's the imagery of the trees. A lot of tre- I think it's uh uh it's a redwood systems, but different tree systems, they some of them the roots are interconnected and that's what makes them so strong.
1: Interconnection. You're listening to Caleb McCoy, you can find out more. Find his 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 songs, find his art, find his expression at EGC. The Oak, when we come back from our break, as he said, The Oak, one of a kind, is most notably found in Caleb McCoy's music. He has an extensive musical catalog covering a multitude of topics. Caleb McCoy, egc.org, Emanuel Gospel Center, sharing heart to heart with us, with you, dear friend. Thanks for staying with us. We'll be back for our final segment and for some time of prayer. Stay with us. Wandering the road of desperate life, beneath the... Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. A police officer found a girl crying on the sidewalk one day. What's wrong? he asked. I'm lost, she said. Do you have your parents' phone number? he asked. No, she said. What about your address? No, she began to sob. Suddenly, she stopped, and her eyes brightened. What happened, the officer asked. I remember, she said, there's a church near my house, and at the top of the church, there's a cross. Take me to the cross, take me to the cross, because when I see the cross, I'll be able to find my way home. My friend, if you feel like you've lost your way, turn to the cross cross of Jesus Christ, who died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Will you turn to Jesus? Open your heart to Him and find your way home to God.
0: You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today.
1: It's best defined as Christian hip-hop, but Caleb McCoy infuses influence of gospel, R&B, and contemporary styles throughout his songs. Find out more about Caleb at egc.org. Again, egc.org. Caleb, how has the Lord helped you more recently through difficult times?
2: Yeah, well, um, you know, I think my relationship with my family has grown, um, which is I mean, we never had a bad re- I never had a bad relationship with my family. But I think uh, health issues on a whole spectrum of my family and also uh, just everyone in my family including myself uh w- getting older and I think uh the Lord has really brought a more intimate relationship with my siblings and my mother and my father and so I'm, I'm thankful for that um and yeah I think that's and then also I think um you know through you know the last few years have been tough on everybody um and I think God has provided me with opportunities of of rejuvenation and and collaboration and opportunities to speak into the culture that I feel like is that's not my own carving out that's God making a way and I'm thankful for that
1: you talk about rejuvenation say a little bit more
2: yeah I, th- I mean I think it's so important for us to have healthy rhythms I am try to produce at a high level so I can burn out like c- I, I can be tempted to burn out um, but You know, even now I need to schedule a a Sabbath time or a getaway. Uh, But, yeah, I think rejuvenation is important in building it into our rhythms and and intimate time with God and people that we love and and care for us. And also to, uh, you know, to be uh, regularly practice things of joy. You know, I want to I prayed this morning, God, don't let me get on autopilot, you know, where I I could be doing shows a lot, producing songs a lot and just kind of like, just be on autopilot, and, well, I, and you enjoy doing that. I do, right? I do, I really do. But I don't want to. I want to be present. I want to be grateful. Uh, I want to. I want to experience these opportunities. And I think because some of these require to be pr- productive on a high level, I could just be on autopilot, not realizing the beauty and the opportunity that's before me.
1: So, what do you do to shake yourself out of "quote unquote"
2: autopilot? Yeah. So there's a couple I think there's, there's a couple practices. I try to journal often. Uh, I try to practice periods of silence. I take uh, long drives, uh, not necessarily to a destination, but just just trying to clear my head. Um, I have intentional conversations with people undistracted, not just you know not over TV or something like that, but intentional conversations with loved ones uh, that make me feel known and seen. Um, and, um, and then, uh, once every few months I try to plan like a solitude trip where it's just me and the Lord. So it was just a couple of,
1: you mentioned that the Lord drops these gifts
2: Mm -hmm.
1: on your mind and on your heart. Looking back on some of the things you just mentioned, were there, or are there times that you notice a pattern that the Lord, Oh, he tends to drop those ideas, mm-hmm. those inspirational moments at a specific time.
2: Yeah, a lot of times it's early and or driving. Um, so I think movement helps me um, getting, getting active um, and, and often morning I think because I haven't, we haven't, I haven't yet like looked at my phone and my email and all the other distractions of the day Often I don't, you know, wait a little while to eat breakfast so I can be kind of like, you know, my I feel like my focus is better when I'm out of the full stomach of bacon and eggs or whatever. Um, and so I think earlier before distractions, when my head is the most cleared, is, is where I feel most productive and inspired.
1: What would you say to somebody? Or what do you believe the Lord would have you say, Caleb, to someone who is going through a, a challenging time?
2: Mm. Well, you know, I think there's such a diversity of challenges so i don't i don't want to like you know there's not a quote unquote cookie cutter solution but at my first prayer is that god would meet them in that time um, meet them right where they are in that time i think one is uh trying to find people a support system because we're not none of us are an island none of us are meant to do this alone and so i think having a support system having a uh uh, people around you that love you and if not that's a prayer that would be my prayer for you and hopefully your prayer for yourself that people will come around you and also not divert not divorcing um emotional and mental health from spiritual health you know i think i think that they can't be separated i think god wants us to to be spiritually mature but also in the same way like wants us to be sustainable and, and and healthy and so don't think you have to sacrifice one for the other
1: with those encouraging words and challenging words too. Will you turn that into a prayer for our listener?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I thank you for this time. God, thank you. Thank you for this time. Uh, I pray for anybody right now uh, that's listening to this, that uh, may be going through a challenging time, um, or maybe reflecting on a challenging time. And I pray that you would meet them in that challenge. Um, uh, I pray that you would meet them in the practical and the spiritual, uh, that you would provide the needs, um, but also for their for their body and their finances and their social needs, but also their soul. And so, God, um, we thank you for this time. We pray that anybody under the sound of my voice, no matter when they hear this, would be encouraged, whether it be through the music, through the conversation or through any other means that you would send them. Uh, So we pray these things in Jesus name.
1: Amen. 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 Long drives, quiet time. God speaks to you when you're moving. What do you do for fun?
2: What do I do for fun? Uh, I love to work out. I like to get active. Um, I like to do a little bit of running, a little bit of uh, like fitness boxing, um, a little bit of weightlifting. I love to listen to music, whether it be my music or other people's music, uh, talk about music and i love to try new or old favorite foods like uh, i love me some good seafood love some good seafood uh i love a good uh tiramisu uh love a good um uh chocolate mousse you know maybe i shouldn't just say desserts know I, I said healthy earlier so i should try <laughs> to practice what i preach love some good seafood uh i like a good ribeye I like a good good ribeye steak so you know, and I'm also open. To, you know, I say I'll try anything once, as long as it's not moving on my plate. You know, <laughs> I'll try.
1: You have been given by the Lord a an inquisitive heart, a uh, humility, where God continues to pour in, and notably, uh, a spirit that continues to pursue by f- by faith and steadiness the gift and calling of the Lord. You inspire Caleb McCoy, and uh, may the Lord continue to inspire you because you bring hope wherever you go. The oak, one of a kind.
2: Thank you. Thank Thank you so
1: much for being with us today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Hope-filled words from Caleb McCoy, EGC.org. My friend, God's timing is perfect. And there's no better time than right now to share the love of Christ with someone near you and if you haven't done so look this is the perfect moment for you to open your heart to Jesus would you do that go to drdanny.live for more resources to join our prayer team or partner with us financially again dr and I thank you in advance Psalm 111 verse 9 he sent redemption to his people he has commanded his covenant forever holy and awesome is his name it's always a blessing to be with you thank you to caleb mccoy egc.org until next time along with my producer david nasora creative director brian torres web designer shena kusumoto and guest coordinator jan Yi. i'm danny yamashiro remember the lord is with you as you share the love of jesus with someone
0: today